Hi everyone, welcome to the Teton Wellness Wellness Podcast. This is the first installment of an ongoing podcast where we talk about wellness and how it affects your day-to-day life. So with this being the first podcast we're doing, just wanna to explain to you what to expect from this podcast going forward. Uh, what we wanna do here is invite people on who have different ideas on how to improve your wellness, whether it's emotional, physical, um, spiritual, just any aspect of your life where you need some help, need to make some changes to have a better quality of life. That's what we're trying to do here uh, with the Teton Wellness Podcast. So today we have a very special guest on. <laughs> Am I right? I've always been called special. Yes, so. very special. So our, our guest today is Tyler Martin. He is owner and operator of Teton CrossFit, the Rock Gym Rexburg, and many other things. <laughs> Am I right? So Tyler, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for this. This is going to be, this is going to be great. It's exciting yeah. and, and I appreciate you putting it all together. Absolutely. So let's talk about you. Why don't you give us some background on yourself? Um, what really got you into um, health and wellness and getting that passion for it? Yeah. Um, so if I think about it, there's really not a certain time in my life that like pointed me in the direction of health and wellness. Like it's really been kind of a journey over time and, and I think that it will continue to mm-hmm. be a journey over time. Um, I guess if I go back to as far as I can think, um, uh, I was a bigger kid, I was pretty fat, in um, <laughs> middle school and junior high. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a friend once who I said, hey, let's go race. Yeah. And he's like, there's no way you could keep up with me, you fat A. And I was like, I'm not fat. And then I think over the next week or so, I was like, dang, I actually am fat. And it got to me. And so there was about a summer where I just didn't really eat. Yeah. Um, so in a pretty unhealthy way, dropped about 50 pounds in between uh, junior high and, and high school. Wow. Or I guess it was my freshman year to my sophomore year. And um, I always made the joke, like, uh, for every pound you lose, you gain a friend. Mm. But in high school, that was actually kind of a thing. So yeah. I think maybe while I was bigger, I kind of, I don't know, gained a personality or something. And then when I <laughs> lost weight, then it was just really weird. Like, it, that probably set my life on a path of maybe trying to understand people a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, although I still probably need to work on it and everything. It just kind of set me in a way where it was pretty non-judgmental. Sure. Um, which is something that my wife and I work on all the time and just, you know, anyways. Um, so <clears throat> high school, um, probably slowly gained a little bit of weight back, but uh, ate normal, went on a, on a mission for my church to Mexico where I just ate tacos and drank Coca-Cola and gained like, like 40, 50 pounds. <laughs> well, no, I think I gained about 40. And then I got back, uh, met my wife. Um, we almost instantly started a, a business when we were married and uh, just ate terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Little Caesars pizza and lots of that. And uh, gained a decent amount of weight and then tried to get it off. Just I knew that it was... Um, unhealthy yeah so tried to get it off by doing like triathlon stuff so running biking swimming didn't really see any success yeah just more (laughs) cardio stuff uh didn't really understand the importance of of muscles and protein and 
you know, metabolism mm -hmm. and how all that goes. Uh, got into CrossFit. Um, still actually didn't see a huge change as far as weight went. I mm -hmm. did see a change in muscle and probably a, a reduction in body fat. Sure. I still didn't really understand much. Um, started focusing more on protein, on eating more whole foods, and that's where I kind of saw some success. But I also really enjoyed just how you could transform yourself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, all of that. And so kind of started to get more into it. Um, did the CrossFit Level 1, uh, CrossFit weightlifting, USA weightlifting, and then kind of took it a little bit further. And I went, uh, James Fitzgerald, first winner of the CrossFit Games, started OPEX Fitness, went through their uh, coaching certificate program, um, which is essentially like a, it's almost like an associate's degree in, in yeah, personal yeah. training is what I would say. Um, maybe they would disagree, but it, it just <laughs> super in depth to try to understand the individual and be able to coach them. So I've done a lot of coaching here in the gym, but also remote coaching outside of the gym, whether it's powerlifting, Olympic lifting, uh, specialty sports, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Anyways, that was a lot to just... No, that was great. Yeah. That's great. Our listeners can just go back and re-listen to that much times to get it all, <laughs> yeah. internalize it. Yeah. But... Well, uh, okay, sorry. And throughout that oh, whole yeah, time... Let's go. <laughs> um, became a paramedic. So an EMT, and then a firefighter, mm -hmm. and then a paramedic, and then a critical care paramedic, which is flight paramedic certification. I still do that full time. So um, that has also helped me see and understand the world mm -hmm. and and what people are doing or not doing that puts them in the back of the ambulance yeah. or makes it to where we're taking them from one hospital to another due to whatever issues it is. Yeah. And uh, so many pe people that I go on, I'm like, man, if you would have started a strength and conditioning program 30 years ago, mm. you know, I obviously don't say that to them, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm thinking it because what we're doing for people now and what people are doing for themselves is gonna keep them out of nursing homes. It's yeah. gonna keep them out of the hospital and so it's been really cool to see both sides of that the ambulance side the chronic disease side and then seeing people that are combating that in the gym and keeping mm -hmm. it away yeah yeah you have a really unique perspective I think I never thought about that how you see people in the ambulance or whatever it might be and maybe thinking you know what could these people have done to improve their wellness their overall well-being but that brings us to an interesting question you know you talked earlier about um, you know not just being strong or whatever and you know worrying about emotional and uh, you know different aspects of your overall well-being you know what do you think you know what really is wellness if we're talking about wellness it's a pretty ambiguous term it's very broad but how would you maybe describe that yeah um, honestly I don't even know the textbook definition of wellness uh, we can look it up yeah <laughs> when I think of wellness I think of everything that you described in the beginning. So mm -hmm. it's not just physical, but it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's kind of everything together. So you could have, you could be the fittest person on earth and there's probably a level of health that mm -hmm. comes along with that. Sure. But it, I believe it's a spectrum. It's physical health, it's emotional, it's spiritual, mm -hmm. it's mental, it's kind of everything. And what can we do now to help propel that in the future and, and everything kind of perpetuates itself or expounds on itself. So, you know, we might have a poor mindset in a certain area now mm -hmm. 
and then that trickles over into fitness or yeah. sorry that trickles over into you know maybe what we eat or, or whatever and then it can disease other areas of our life so yeah. it's just everything everything that you said in the beginning it's it's that mm -hmm. um, if you want to hear what this is what UC Davis calls wellness since you know I might as well I googled it it says wellness is an active process of becoming aware of and making choices toward a healthy and fulfilling life. Wellness is more than being free from just illness. It is a dynamic process of change and growth. So pretty cool definition. Yeah, um, I do like that. I kind of think about, you know, for myself, wellness, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. I've played a lot of video games and RPGs and stuff, even some Dungeons and Dragons in my day. And you have attributes, you know, you have like your strength and your constitution and your dexterity and things. I almost think like wellness is kind of like that, where you have like these, these different attributes of your overall well-being. And it's like, it might be mental and then you have physical and then you might even have like strength more specifically. And all of those have almost like a, an attribute assigned to them, you know, and it may, might be at a 10 or something. Yeah. And like you're saying, I think that if one attribute is dragging you down so you have like a three out of ten in one thing that could be dragging down something you're actually really good at especially when we're talking about the mental game yeah right For sure. um, yeah but uh, I really think that one of the driving factors of wellness are really like the habits that we have from on a day-to-day -day basis you know um, how do you think the habits translate into a person's overall well-being yeah, well I think habits are almost everything to do with it it's just we may not see them as habits mm -hmm. so you know what do you do when you wake up is the first thing we do grab the phone and start scrolling Instagram and then guilty on our Instagram too <laughs> and then on the Instagram what are we following are yeah. we following the news so the first thing we're seeing is something negative in the morning mm -hmm. um, or is it inspirational stuff is it the stock market is it you know whatever triggers you in a good way or a bad way we just don't, I don't think that we see things as habits. So that's one of them. The other is, do, do we go to the kitchen and grab cereal or do we cook ourselves some eggs? Are mm -hmm. we listening to music or are we listening to something motivational or yeah. scriptural or everything we do is a habit and mm -hmm. you'll see it. You drive in a car and you're driving along and you're like, oh, how did I get here? Yeah. Well, it, you got there with your habit of going to some place. It's just we weren't present and in the moment and knowing what mm -hmm. we were doing. And so I think habits are everything. It's yeah. just we may not see it as a habit. Do you think it's like a kind of like a constant battle of making the right choices from a instant to instant basis throughout the day? Or Yeah, I, it is for me. Um, but I think there's also a level of just perceiving it in a certain way too mm -hmm. you know how how is it perceived uh, if it's uh, always a negative perception then that's not going to be good in yeah. our long term you know so it's being aware of what we're doing hey I woke up this morning and I started to go through Instagram well I'm not gonna get mad at myself for that I'm just gonna say oh you know actually I'm not gonna look at Instagram till 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. or, or whatever so it's just being aware but also not beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. I beat myself up. That I mean, really, like everything that I say is probably all internally. <laughs> it's projected at myself because that's the only experience that I have. Yeah. But you know, it's easy to beat yourself up and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's something that all of us do. I think we are 
almost programmed by the world to feel guilt when we think we do something that's not the right thing, yeah. right? It's like if you go out and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go have a dessert with my dinner, the automatic feeling is like, oh, I'm gonna feel guilty like because of that dessert. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm eating this crumble cookie, which are delicious. And then you immediately go to the website and see the thousand calories you ate in one cookie. And yeah. then you have that feeling of like, you know, oh, you know, I didn't do that right. Like I feel yeah. guilty. And a lot of times that in and of itself will derail you from any, you know, healthy habits you may have built or decisions you would have made that day. It kind of derails yeah. you from that too. Yeah. Well, okay, so, and not to bring like current events and all the crazy stuff that's yeah. going on right now, but Do it. there's, the world has many different things that are happening in it right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm very in tune with everything that's going on. Maybe yeah. I'm not, but I feel like I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost envious of those who are not. Yeah. Because it, it and tying this back into our emotions and everything that you're saying, is it would almost be nice to just kind of like not beat yourself up mm -hmm. and not see what's going on in the world and just kind of like having these good habits that if you deviate, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how I tied those two together in my <laughs> mind, but that's how I see it is just, just, yeah, it's definitely not beating yourself up and knowing that you're probably gonna deviate at some time mm -hmm. and that's fine. It's fine to deviate and come yeah. right back to it. Yeah, that's a great point. I think uh, you really, you can't mess, you can't mess it up. If you're trying to change habits, you're trying to improve your wellness, there's no way to screw that process up unless you just decide you're, you're gonna give up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really what I feel. Some of the, you know, the guys I follow on Instagram, we're talking about Instagram, might as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's where um, we get all of our, yeah, that's where we get all the information on Instagram. <laughs> but a lot of the guys I, I follow, and one, uh, Jordan Syatt, he is yeah. very good at that, where he's like, you cannot mess this up unless you just give up. Yeah. You know, If you're trying to work on something, work on your wellness, whatever attribute of wellness you're working on, the only way to screw it up, even if you took a break for a month or a year, that doesn't matter as long as you get back to it and you don't just give up for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, And that's well, an interesting idea. And that's the important thing, too, of it's good to set goals but also like maybe the goal is mm -hmm. and we say it all the time here live to be 95 and not in a nursing home yeah well okay so does that mean that the piece of steak that i have right now is going to contribute to that well it does mm -hmm. but if i go and have a crumble cookie does that contribute to it it does but on a very small scale yeah so 95 and not in a nursing home that cookie is not going to it's not going to give me diabetes right now. Yeah. It's many cookies and hypercaloric over time <laughs> that does that. Well, it's interesting too because um, we kind of go back to the, the idea of being guilty for eating these things. I think that people become so neurotic about making the right decision 100% of the time that when they don't allow themselves or they, when they inevitably stray from that because we're all human – they are then affecting their mental wellness, you know, their emotional wellness negatively by just sitting there and saying, oh, you know, I had this cookie. Yeah. You know, I did whatever, it doesn't even matter what it is. The thing that was not part of the plan I did and now I feel like crap and that's, you know. Yeah. So you gotta think that as long as you're moving forward in some way, you know, I think that's like the best way to do it. And when we're talking about, you know, building habits or changing habits especially, you know, you know, what, what do you think is the best way to, to change a habit, you know? Yeah. Well, awareness and repetition. Yeah. So 
just being aware that we are changing something and seeing when we're deviating from that path, mm-hmm. that's the best way back onto the path. Yeah. So, and, and you'll see trigger points too. So like, honestly, for me, when I pass a convenience store, I just think Diet Mountain Dew. Mm. And I don't know if that's The my, nectar of the gods. Yes, it's so yummy. <laughs> um, but it just, it, it it's like a, like a gold derailing trigger for me. Yeah. I drive by and I want a Diet Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Well, is there something wrong with Diet Mountain Dew? Well, not in low quantities. I mean, that's yeah. something about Jordan that that I use. Syet, is that Syet, yeah. yeah. Like the little Diet Mountain Dew is not going to kill you. The the, the little cookie is not going to. But over time, what are we doing and what are we consuming the most? Mm-hmm. So as far as healthy habits and goals, it's just being aware that we have those goals. Mm-hmm. You're working on yourself in a specific way. Well. I just noticed that I was going to deviate. Let me go back onto this path. Oh, I deviated. That's mm-hmm. okay. Back onto the path. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about goals a little bit, which um, you know how how do you think one should be setting goals? So if they're trying to if they're trying to let's say eat or let's let's because Diet Mountain Dew, right? Let's yeah. say they don't want to drink as much Diet Mountain Dew in a week. Let's say they drink like six cans a week. You know how yeah. how would you approach that person and say, hey? You know, you know that you want to have less diet Mountain Dew throughout the week. You know, here's how we're going to set this goal for you. What does that process kind of look like for a client of yours? Yeah. Um, so one, I don't like absolutes. Mm-hmm. So for anyone to say I will never have another diet Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. in my mind, absolutes are terrible because if you ever do, you just lie to yourself. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. To quote Star Wars. Yeah. Very important. It is very important. <laughs> So I agree though, um, there's, there's just, as soon as we start dealing in absolutes, it, it, uh, it seems like you've moved to the dark side. That's right, let's keep them going. So <laughs> the idea there is, um, I do believe in the SMART goals, you know, the measurable, sure, attainable, yeah. um, time, all of that, that's great. But to actually get there, um, we just need the long view. Mm-hmm. The long view is the smart view. Um, just knowing what we want to do over time. And then going back to your question of like with the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit off. <laughs> You're good. Um, is it, it's just, it's that we've got to have the long view. As yeah. soon as you move to the short view, then you mess up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you mess up, then mentally we're derailed. Yeah. And so that long view is what gets us there. So specifically with clients, mm-hmm. I try to almost as, as quickly as we can, you know, they say, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Well, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Yeah. What makes you say 20 pounds? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to drink less diet Mountain Dew. Well, why? What's too much? Yeah. What's too little? Why do you feel that? Yeah. Too why much? do you feel like, that? Yeah. I want to get all of those preconceived notions out of the mind because who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've read studies in both directions. I've read studies about aspartame and how it can mess with the gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. And, but then I've also read others that say you can have up to 40 ounces a day without messing up with your, messing yeah. with your yeah. gut microbiome. So what, what is too much? Yeah. And if the idea is, well, I want less because I want to be healthy. Oh, well, there we go. Mm-hmm. You want to be healthy. Well, then there's some other areas that we can probably work on. Yeah. Diet Mountain Dew is probably not the only thing that's making you unhealthy. 
yeah. what is. Is it waking up to Instagram? Is it wasting too much time watching TV? How are you working on yourself? Are you reading personal development? Um, yeah. What kind of foods are you eating? You know, it goes deep. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would say is just trying to get rid of those absolutes yeah. and focus on actual things that we can attain mm -hmm. and why we're even trying to attain them. Yeah, I think attainable is such a huge part yeah. of the SMART goal thing. Because when you set a goal, and if it's going to be, you know, they're supposed to make you stretch. That's what they always say. Make, make sure the goal is going to make you stretch. I'm like, I don't even know if I believe that. I'm like, yeah. if it's going to make you stretch too much, and the third or fourth day, or heaven forbid, the first day you screw it up, you yeah. know, then we go back to that, oh, man, I screwed this goal up. Like, yep. you know, I messed it up. Why can't we instead look at changing our habits and our wellness like we're riding a ship, you know? It's not like, you know, if you have this huge ocean liner, you don't just automatically turn 45 degrees. You know, yeah. it takes a long time. Um, one of the, not allegories, but basically an allegory that I like to use, it's almost like a bucket, you know? And you've got a bucket and you're just putting drops in the bucket, you know? Incremental changes. The person who has like, 10 cans of Mountain Dew a day, you can say, hey, you know, could you do nine? Yeah. Could you do one less? And if that's attainable for them and they can do it, then that's, in my opinion, where you start. And that's just a drop in the bucket. And eventually, you know, maybe you get down to eight, six, whatever you get down yeah. to, and then you've filled this bucket and you've made a brand new habit, you know, and then they feel like, hey, I accomplished this, and then you can move on to other areas of their life I think it just takes those little no, I totally agree that the smallest things so yep. like you know so often we're focused on like like the guy who wants to lose 20 pounds he said well I yeah. want to lose 20 pounds that person's probably thinking I could do that in like two weeks yeah because I've seen all the all the social media posts that I can lose 20 pounds in two weeks that's what I'm gonna do well not realistic first yeah. of all yeah and secondly it's like you need to worry about maybe hey why don't you just lose a pound a week what's yeah. wrong with losing a pound a week yeah if you did it for a year you'd lose 52 pounds which is yeah. more than double of what that person even wants so yeah um yeah, and what is what is sustainable yeah exactly you know, if you say well i'm i'm never gonna drink diet mountain dew again that is an unsustainable goal unless you're exactly. some crazy person there are people out there i mean there's people that smoke you know, three packs a day or whatever, and they're mm -hmm. like, I'll never smoke again, and they never do again. Yeah. Well, good good job. Like, that's awesome. Well, a lot of those people seem like they're driven more like there's some big thing where they can't. Yeah. Like, the doctor tells them, like, you've got cancer. You better yeah. stop. You know, it's like, and at that point, it's your past. Yeah. You're Interestingly, though, there are a lot of people that, you know, they'll go in, and they'll have a mild heart attack, and the doctor yeah. will say, hey, look, you got to get your life in order. And mm -hmm. they'll go, oh, no, I yeah. just can't. You know, so it, it, it does depend on the person. That's because they're looking at a mountain, you yeah. know? And really, a mountain is just a bunch of little rocks. Yeah. They just take little rocks one at a time, I think. Uh, yeah. But, um, so we kind of talked about, you know, of course, losing weight, which is what everyone views as being healthy. Yeah. But, you know, why do you think it, it's important to look beyond just physical wellness? Yeah. Well, taking myself into account, like that first little while where, where I got into actually lifting weights and, and, and moving weight for distance and time and all of that, um, I didn't see a change on the scale. Mm -hmm. So that could have derailed me pretty quickly when I go, well, I was you know, 235, 240. I wanted, like with my body structure, to what everything online said, oh, I sure. should be 165. So, you know, looking at all of that, it would be pretty daunting to get on the scale and just say, well, I'm not making any progress. Well, 
my mind started to change, mm-hmm. and I noticed that I could move weight more efficiently, yeah. and I felt better, and I started to see notices in like how my pants would fit, mm-hmm. even though the scale's not changing. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, I'm a big fan of T. Harv Ecker said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Sure. Well, if I can go to the gym for an hour, and I can be, I can give it 93%, mm-hmm. well, if I can learn how to give 93% there, then maybe I can learn how to give 93% of my job. Yeah. Maybe, then maybe I can give 93% to my family. You know, so it goes well beyond the scale. It goes well beyond losing that weight because now we can start to use that and as a hinge point mm-hmm. and moving into other areas of our life. And as far as wellness goes, we we both know looking good isn't wellness. Yeah. We all want to have abs. Well, for heaven's sakes, how, how many people have I heard, it seems like in the last year, say that those jacked Instagram models and everything are like some of the most mentally unhealthy people like yeah. you'll ever meet because of what they what they do. So I listen to lots of different podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff. So yeah. even the truthfulness behind this, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone said that like 20 years, I'm just going to throw numbers out now. Everyone listening to this is going to be like, this is completely false. <laughs> but just listen. Um, so about 20 years ago, they, they give these questions out to people. And yeah. They say um, tons of different questions, but one of them was, Who's a friend, or how many friends do you have that you can completely rely on in a crisis? Mm-hmm. You could call them, and you're good to go. They'll yeah. help you. They got your back. It was an average of five, like 20 years ago. Hmm. Today they did it, or whenever, around this time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the majority of people said zero. Jeez. So, you know, that's not the average, because if you had a million people that said zero, but one person sure. says... You know, yeah. but the majority of them said zero. That's so wild. we get online and we go, oh, well, I want abs like that, or I want to lift that amount of weight, or I want to be as spiritual as this person mm-hmm. is showing that they're spiritual on Instagram. You know, well, take a few steps back because is it? You know, some yeah. probably some of the most successful people out there in whatever their realm is are completely silent. Mm-hmm. We never see them. Yeah. They're the dude that's at at Walmart and he's getting his meat and veggies and he doesn't post anything online. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I think we, we maybe project what we want to be. Yeah. Well, how, how much does social media impact that? Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, I was just listening to, to uh, Joe Rogan on the way here actually. And he's saying like, you know, we, we are not evolved to handle what social media is, yeah. you know, and we're really not the information we get false information or true information doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just too much. And, we have all these unrealistic standards of everything that we're not, we do not have the capacity to handle that stuff. And how does that then reflect on us? And we think, oh, this is what success looks like. This is what wellness looks like. This is happiness. Yeah. Well, that's just a facade, you know? And how hard is, well, it's an impossibility to attain. Yeah. You know, especially that's another thing with, with wellness that I think is important to realize is we might have certain goals. We might say something like, I want abs. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have a family? <laughs> do you have a job? <laughs> do you have stresses? Yeah. Do you have, you know, we have so much that goes on now in life. You know, looking even at people that I work with, a long time ago, people went to their job and then mm-hmm. they came home and they had dinner with their family. And well, now it's like, 
TV and an extra job and mm-hmm. Instagram, all this stuff that just piles. Yeah. Like we don't really live a relax. I don't think anybody lives a relaxed life anymore. No. And what does that do? Well, we know that antidepressants are continuing to be on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like seventy percent of college students are on Adderall. Yeah. Because no one can focus. Yep. Um, we're we're hooked on coffee and and diet Mountain Dew in the mornings. <laughs> um, at night we're on Ambien. Yeah. Guilty. Um, <laughs> People are on Xanax to try to sleep. Like we just, we live in a synthetic world in a way. Mm-hmm. And so now we're trying to get past that with synthetic drugs yeah. and different things that really, which I'm okay with. Like this is definitely not um, demonizing that stuff because it needs, modern medicine exists and it can help us mm-hmm. back in another direction. But like all this synthetic stuff and all this information that's going into our minds and all of the stress be so nice if we could just maybe not beat ourselves up so much and just live life yeah be healthy physically spiritually mentally emotionally like nice and easy you know not a ripply ocean just nice mm-hmm. and calm yeah i mean i think you bring up a good point there's there's no shortage of with all that's going on in everyone's life there's no shortage of areas that we can work on right we already listed all these different things, and really anything that affects you personally can be considered in that wellness category. So the question is, you know, where where does somebody start? You know, say they're listening to this podcast and they're like, you know, yeah, I really want to change this about myself. How do we do that? Yeah. Well, one, I would ask why. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that one thing that you want to change? And then before you even make a change, start to look into that and see if that's even the correct change. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see things. So just because we've said it a lot, you know, we see the Diet Mountain Dew drinking less. Well, why do you drink it in the first place? Yeah. Is it for the caffeine? Is it because you're tired and so you feel like you need it? Is it just because it tastes good? I don't know. So I would ask why. Yeah. Maybe you need the caffeine because you're going to bed at midnight. And so what you think of as your original goal maybe isn't the reason why Mm -hmm. you want that. Well, why do we want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I want to live with... I want to be able to play with my grandkids mm-hmm. when I'm older. Or maybe it's that I want abs. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's all individualized. So I'd really say like that journey may be very different than you think it's going to be, mm-hmm. but you need to ask why. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Why do I want to lose 30 pounds? And then dig deep and see why you actually want to lose the 30 pounds. Because uh, people are probably right. If they say I want to lose weight, they're probably right that they should. Yeah. Um, just that's the world we live in. I don't know what the statistics are, but most people have weight that they can lose. Like forty percent. Yeah. Obesity rate in America right now. Okay. Yeah. So at that <laughs> that's point, pretty high. yeah. So if they say I want to lose weight, they're probably right. They probably yeah. do need to lose weight. But now we need to dig deep and see why. Yeah. Because if we can find an actual why, mm-hmm. an actual deep inside of us, this is why, then you'll also be unstoppable. Yeah. You can set that goal out narrow and long and not be derailed to the point that you just give up like you said mm-hmm. as soon as you give up completely then you failed yeah but if you have a reason to just keep going and you get derailed you can get right back on yeah something to come back to yeah yeah so that's what i would say it's just because it's so all-encompassing mm-hmm. it would be very difficult to say well just drink more water 
Yeah. So I would say question yourself. We should be questioning everything. Mm -hmm. And we don't. We look online and we go, oh, well, this looks like a good program. Let me do this. Yeah. Oh, this looks – they said I need to eat more vegetables. They said, yeah. no, question everything, including yourself and yeah. why you're setting those goals. Yeah. That's great. So um, just to kind of wrap up, uh, you know, I think uh, we'd like to invite – you know, if we got some listeners right now who are thinking, you know, what are maybe some easy things that we can change right now? Um, I'm sure that we have people listening who are thinking, you know, maybe they're thinking about the Mountain Dew thing and that's their yeah. thing. Maybe they're thinking about sleep. Maybe they're thinking about how they should read more books or whatever the case is. You know, I think that, um, you know, something that we can challenge our listeners right now to maybe take some steps this week and see if it's something you can do. You know, if if you want to sleep more, you know, set the set your time to go to sleep a little earlier. You know, thirty minutes even at first. Um, if you want to read more or educate yourself more, do more self improvement. Set a goal to read a chapter a day or something, even even five minutes a day. It does not have to be nearly as much as you may think it is. Um, drinking water. If you drink one extra cup a day. Pretty soon that becomes your, your, I hate to use this phrase, the new normal for you. Oh, great. Right? <laughs> the new normal. Pretty soon that'll become your new normal though. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm already drinking more. I can do a little bit more and a little bit more. So yeah. I think that's something that, that we like to challenge everyone listening out there right now to choose something in your life this week and maybe say, hey, I can make a little bit of an improvement, a tiny incremental change that I can do for a week 100% you know, or as close to that as we can, 93%, right? As close as we can get. And, um, you know, this, this podcast is going to go on at least for the next seven weeks, hopefully beyond that. And I think that every week, if all of us, including Tyler and I, and the other guests that I'll have on, will take that to heart, change one little thing each week, I think you would be surprised at what, what can happen over four, five, six, seven weeks of doing that. So it definitely does. We yeah. see people come into the gym and those who have lofty goals in the beginning seem to actually fall off pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Those who come in with almost no expectation, except for consistency, mm -hmm. seem to go further quicker than those who set a lofty goal and fall off the wagon. Consistency so, is key. Yeah, consistency and, I mean, it sounds kind of bad because we do want to expect a lot from ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if you set your expectations low but you're consistent, it, you actually get really far. I remember just one quick story. So I was dirt biking with a guy named Rex Radford. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was in high school, and he, I don't know, at the time was probably like 55, 60. Mm -hmm. like, Rex is listening. I'm sorry if you're younger <laughs> than that. But um, I remember him, we stopped at a place, and he goes, hey, you know, if you just stick to, to second and third gear, you're going to get a lot further, a lot faster than if you're all up and down through all your gears. If mm -hmm. you're first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and then back down, if you just kind of stick to second and third, nice and easy, you're going to go a lot farther, a lot faster. And that's nice. kind of it. That's like that's advice. where we're at is if we just kind of set that at a small angle and just slowly start walking up the hill, mm -hmm. we're going to get there a lot faster than if we run and walk and run and walk. So you heard it from Tyler here Second or third gear all week. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> no faster. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, I really appreciate it. That's, uh, that's good advice. 
Yeah, it, it is good. Just obviously different times of our life are going to require different amounts of effort. Mm-hmm. But that consistency, Stan Efforting says, cons, uh, compliance, is, compliance the is the science. Yeah. yeah. Just be compliant with whatever you're doing. Hit it 93% of the time, and you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. That's great. It's fun. That's great. So um, just to wrap it up, Tyler, where can uh, our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so um, Instagram is uh, kind of where I post fitnessy and, and wellnessy stuff, mm-hmm. sometimes intermingled with a little bit of politics. That's uh, at Coach Tyler M., Mm-hmm. And then on Facebook, that's where I post more of my like political and, um, <laughs> so and, and con- conspiracy theory type <laughs> stuff. Um, I've been really trying to only like friend people that I know on Facebook, yeah. and then whoever wants to follow on Instagram, that's you know that's your own thing. Um, then I also have a podcast that I honestly haven't done in quite a while. You've been on it, mm-hmm. um, Cracking Fitness, that can be found on on iTunes, Spotify, kind of any of the major places. Um, and we've been able to interview some awesome people on there. Yeah. Uh, not just you, um, but Stan Efforting. <laughs> I don't think I compare um, to some of the other guests you've had. So. No, but that's the cool part, though, is like everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. You know, like even Stan Efforting, I, I texted him today because I saw that he was up in uh, Billings, Montana. And mm-hmm. just this guy is going 60 cities in 60 yeah, days. Pretty awesome. He's already like a crazy successful person as far as finances go. But now his goal is to help everyone understand to him what the optimal human diet is. You got to tell him to swing by here. I tried. He's going to Wyoming and, ah, then, and then over to Boise. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Um, as far as other Teton things, of course, uh, at Teton Wellness on Instagram and the entire Teton family of businesses, I guess, yeah. at this point, Teton CrossFit, Teton Pro Shop, Teton Strength. Yeah, and, and so Teton course. Strength is one that any listeners around yeah. the world, um, we do remote coaching and programming for anybody. Mm-hmm. We have stay-at-home moms, we have world champion bull riders, one, um, Olympic weightlifters, powerlifters, strongmen, um, doctors, nurses, just yeah. the works. And it's just, those are people that, they maybe have access to a gym, maybe they don't. It's all individualized programming to the person and kind of helping them as far as life goes where they want to be. So yeah. some awesome. are athletes, some are general physical preparedness, just want to be 95 and not a nursing home. Awesome. And uh, I would say as always, but this is the first podcast, but be sure if you liked uh, what you heard today, of course, share it with friends, family. Um, we'll be here next week. I will line up a super cool guest or maybe it'll just be me talking for 30 minutes. Either way, it should be exciting. But uh, thanks guys for listening. And uh, good luck with your healthy habits this week. Cool. Thank you.